What it is, what's up? This should probably be a mini episode in the cut. Um, we all watched something from the Super Bowl. I mean, if you were an American, something out of all that was worth watching to you. I, I guarantee you. Um, for me, I was pretty pretty mitified by the uh, commercial up until the um, Super Bowl. Um, the uh, it's hot as fuck in here, so I'm, I'm like losing my mind out here. <laughs> I gotta find a fan or some water or something. But um, essentially, I was pretty mitified until I saw the uh, the Sopranos commercial, and I heard the theme song. I was like, okay, what's about to happen here? And I see a truck, and I see a truck going through the um, pretty familiar um, episode. No, no, uh, post 9/11. Uh, theme, not the, not the pre-9-11 one, there's no Twin Towers, but post-9-11, I'm sitting here like, well, what are we about to do here, and then it comes into the truck, we get a camera view into the truck, and they cop, well, I don't want to say copy, but they, um, they pay homage to the, uh, the camera shot of Tony, when he's first displayed, um, driving in the theme i think it's pretty much the first shot the first time you see tony in a theme i think they pretty much pay homage to that in displaying uh jamie lynn siegler uh otherwise known as a uh, metal soprano um i was like okay i'm hyped <laughs> like i was trying to keep that in because i'm you know my mom i don't think she watched sopranos too much and i was watching with her and my brother and you know they didn't really know what i was talking about but well, she knew of the sopranos because she you know was alive at that point but um I was just going like giddy. I've been watching The Sopranos off and on for the past like half a year, um, a little longer than that. And I'm on, I'm on season. I'm just starting season four. Whenever I start back, but I'm having fun. It's I mean it's an amazing series. I just some series I just want to binge and get over with. Some I don't. And the Sopranos was taking it slow. Um, so not to go over the entire commercial, but essentially towards the end. Uh, Siegler is like pulling up to like a, an electric pump, and essentially Chevy is uh, advertising a Silverado uh, electric pickup truck. And then I think uh, AJ comes in with I think a uh, Chevy Impala, some kind of car, Chevy car. Uh, he pulls up, and they hug it out, and they look legitimately like emotional, like legitimate emotional, like you would have seen like the the Fresh Prince reunion. Legitimate heartfelt emotions. Uh, and then they hug it out. And then it kind of ends with the two of them uh, standing in front of the, uh, the little Chevy uh, pickup truck. And it's just amazing, really. I mean, it's just an amazing... Uh, if you if you like don't... I mean, some people who like have not followed that franchise in probably like two decades, right? Uh, or going on two decades. So it's like... The idea of seeing these two growing up for a good constituent of individuals, like, was amazing, you know. And I think Edie Falco is still alive. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, R.P. Um, I always forget. I always forget Tony's uh, actor's last name. I know it's James something, but I always forget his last name. Uh, James Gandolfi. Uh, R.P. James Gandolfi, of course. But. Um, I think pretty much everybody from that franchise that was like, you know, like 40 and under when it was 
going is still alive. Or under 40, I should say, because Lorraine Barascio, the the shrink, I think she's still alive, too. But the majority of them still alive. I think that was, I mean, the apps of having, you know, Edie Falco come out, which I don't know how you would have fit her into that. But uh, the absence of that, I think, I mean, they, they had what they need to have to make the intended effect. Um, and it just made me think this morning, like, could the wire do something like that? Because the grand the grand discussion with HBO is always the wire or it's the Sopranos. Because, like, there's others comparable like, franchise in terms of quality, but those two, like, transcended... Uh, just quality at a certain point some some shows give you quality plus relevancy some just give you quality and uh i think unlike you know a veep or something like that um these two have legitimate show stopping that sunday or saturday i think they come out used to come out on sundays uh they were before my time i'm 22 but uh i think game of thrones came out on sundays so i think the heavy hitters for the for HBO always comes on Sundays. But anyway, um I think Succession comes on Sundays too. But the point being like those are the those are the euphorias and secessions back then. And they were just massive. I mean but I always feel like when I'm looking at the coverage of these two franchises that the wire's always a little brother. Maybe because it was less accessible. You know, I I think Italian a good Italian, interesting Italian stuff always just sells well, even today but especially like from like the you know late 70s like 2000s italian stuff was quintessential in film culture media culture blah 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 people love that shit the mafia people love that and then the idea of just having like i mean i think the two i think the 2000s were the best time maybe the 90s but 2000 more than anything was the best time to have a wire type thing where your gangster music was becoming mainstream um in a way that was like glitzy and glamour. I guess it might have felt better in the nineties because you had like more grounded gangster music. You had the um you know, the Wu Tangs, the Nazis, the Jay Z's, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh while it's more glitz and glamour in the two thousands, but the point being like fifty cents, um uh, <laughs> games, uh G as the general. It's such a massive um a massive time, right? And I just, I really do think that. Hold on, give me a second. I gotta, I gotta come back. Give me one second. All right, so I'm back. Um, look, long story short, uh, the one thing that really holds a wire back, I think, uh, other than like the fact that, like, I was saying, like, it, it came out at a good time for it, but like, it just. It kind of is beholden to a genre that is just, I think, less relevant. I mean, the entire show of black people, for the most part, uh, revolving around black people, I think those tend to do less successfully in the grand scheme of things than, um, you know, maybe like a, 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 a show with a bunch of white people, you know? Like, that's not me bringing race into it, it's just kind of how I, I uh, view the success of, you know, some shows as another. Um, and also, The Wire made an emphasis on um, making sure that you recognize that, like, no character is really, like, too much more important than the grand scheme of things another. Like, you have, I think the closest to that would have been McNulty, 
uh, because a lot of things are told through his perspective, uh, especially in kind of some of the more clutch moments, like the end of season five. Uh, well, let me say like, the, the prevailing like kind of uh, um, event keeper, <laughs> a librarian of this no, then the historian becomes McNulty. Um, but they do put an emphasis on showing that, like, the perspective of the cops is not as important or not more important than the perspective of those who actually are being, you know, tried and charged and all that. But we, the viewers, pretty much, I think, naturally relate more to the good guy, quote-unquote. And even though the good guy isn't supposed to be any one person in this series, we do clearly <laughs> relate to the police force being closer to a hero than like Marlowe Stanfield or something like that, right? Um, but I digress on that. Um, you see Omar, you know, if you haven't seen The Wire, you know, obviously spoilers, but you see Omar, he dies and it just keeps on going, right? Um, McNulty is taken off as a actual part. I, I think he actually had uh, real life issues too as far as making some of these, but uh, there's been multiple stretches of seasons where McNulty is pretty much just taken off of a case or not put onto the main case. And the case keeps on going. We keep on seeing the perspective of what's happening within the constraints of that case. Um, season two comes to mind. Uh, I think he wasn't there as much in season five, if I remember correctly. I'm trying to remember like the, the boring part of season five. He was there, but like I just don't think it really, his presence was like was that big. Like if you think about the people at the office, uh, I forgot the name. The Baltimore Sun, I think, was who they were trying to emulate. The Baltimore Sun, um, the Sun, like those guys were pretty much for the most part relevant, quote unquote, without McNulty. Uh, you know, for the most part. Um, so that kind of that kind of hurts the wire, like in the grand scheme of things, because like if you say who are the main guys front to back and in the uh, Sopranos, it's like okay, Tony. Um, Carmela, Meadow, AJ, and then, you know, everybody else kind of falls in line, you know, depending on what church you're talking about. Uh, I would say um, Chris, Christopher, obviously, is up there, too. Um, But you say, who's the main guys in the wire? You know, who you answer is kind of dependent on what part, what season you're talking about, because some guys don't make it that far. I still think that... uh, D'Angelo Barksdale is still pretty relevant to the overall series, but he's not seeing it after season one, right? I think he, like... I don't think he dies, like, the uh, 10th episode of season one. I want to say he dies pretty late into season one. I, 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 my brain wants to say see season two, episode one, something like that, but I think he... I don't think he lasts season two. I'm pretty sure he does. But anyway, pretty much only one good season out of him. Um, I mean, obviously... Uh, like someone like like what was his name? Weeboo? I forgot his Weeboo or something like that. I forgot I forgot the second part of that. I know it's Wee. But I forgot the second part of that. Weebay. Weebay maybe. Um We, which call him We. We part of the most like maybe the biggest meme to come out of that franchise. Uh, one of them. Um and like he pretty much trails off in relevancy after like the first three seasons, really. I wanna say season two, he's not really feature too much because they do the whole Greek thing in season three. He's there a little bit, and then he kind of he does a bid. I think after they they break down um, uh, Avon, and he's in prison too. 
And then, you know, they have his, his son come in a little bit. So I want to say season three is like the last time he really did show Andy. Um, but he's like part-time status after like season one. And then Stringer, massive Stringer, dies for what, season three? I mean, it's just, you can go on and on. Like, outside of McNulty, uh, I mean, even Marlo. Marlo comes in like, what, late season three? I mean, like, it's it's tough, dude. I mean... And then, like, the ter- the guys who kind of stay from front to back are, like, secondary characters by design. Like, the, uh... I, I forgot the name. It starts with a K, but the, the lesbian cop. Um, pretty much all the cops. All the cops are pretty much part-time status outside of McNulty. I mean, um... God, I can't remember his name, but... Buddy, that's uh, McNulty's primary cop. That's, like, part of that, you know, quintessential uh, season one. They're, like, going around the, the, the house, casing everything. I forgot his name, but, uh... He was in uh, I think he was in some some like the office or some shit like that. That guy, the co-cop, he was uh, probably the biggest guy like from front to back that was there. Outside of McNulty, I don't think the, the um, I think he rose commissioner. Uh, I don't think he was. I don't think people would be able to like, recognize him, Lance, whatever. I don't think people would be able to recognize him too quickly. And McNulty, I mean, like McNulty isn't. I would say McNulty isn't even like one of the top five personalities out of that uh, franchise. I would say Avon, Marlo, Chris, uh, Marlo, Stringer, Chris, Avon. Who would be fifth? Uh, if I had to think about it, he probably is fifth, but I feel like it's somebody that's a bit. Like, nobody's season two really matters. Like, the Greek, Ziggy, Nikki. I don't really think I'd have any of them, but, uh... Oh, for Omar. I forgot about Omar. Yeah, Omar. Uh, and that, that's who I would have picked. That, that's who... If, if they did have a commercial, that's who I would have picked Omar. I would have picked Omar or Marlo or, I guess, McNulty, but the top two, I would think, would be Marlo or Omar because, more than anything... They're both massively uh, recognizable. Like McNulty, I don't know what McNulty looks like nowadays, but. I got disappointed like 30 minutes. I forgot I had an alarm. But anyway, um, <laughs> this is so bad. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, Omar, Big Scar, pretty much the most, I think, recognizable character in the entire franchise, front to back. Um, recognizable depth, all that stuff been recognizable after and even before really the wire uh and then marlo he's marlo like he's this fucking villain like marlo i think is pretty big too um when i said chris i, I was thinking about the i don't know chris chris was to do that like beat the mess out of um the guy i'm thinking about stepdad like the, the kid that was in the school in season Three that becomes like part of Marlowe's gang in season four and five, or maybe just been season four and five. Uh, that's all he's in. But that that kid is what I'm thinking about. Like in my top five, he's just an amazing character. But uh, Chris was actually do I think they beat the, the dog mess out of like that kid's stepfather. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I would say Omar, R.P. R.P. Uh, Michael K. Williams. That's who I would have picked. Anyway, I'm gonna let it go there. Hope you all enjoyed this very weird divisions and all that but um love the supremes commercial 
the wire, I, I think they they could pull off one, but it would just have to be like very it have to be way more loud and where where they're at, who these people are, blah blah blah. They can't just have like Jamie Lynn Seeger come out and um I don't know AJ's uh actor's name, but AJ Soprano come out and be like, Hey, here we are, you know, like you gotta automatically recognize those even with AJ being like forty and not looking like the same AJ from like season three. Uh and then um Game of Thrones could do one. I think now, I mean, Game of Thrones has recency in its play. It's only been gone for three years now, which is a crazy thing about it. has been three years already, but I think Game of Thrones would do anybody. Like, Kit Harrington, Daenerys Targaryen, or I guess Amelia Clark, uh, Richard Madden, uh, Cersei, any, just about any, like, from like the number one guy in Game of Thrones to like number 15, you could do like a legitimate just Game of Thrones flashback commercial on easily. Uh, Sansa Stark, uh, Sophie Turner, um, Macy Williams, uh, you know, Bran Stark. I mean, anybody, you could just go down the list, dude. I would love to see Game of, I actually about to do a different one, just hypothesize on Game of Thrones ones, because that's, that's the most fun to me. Like, Game of Thrones is like my generation, you know, those two, the Wire and Sopranos. But, like, obviously the last two seasons, ugh. But I would love to see that. I would love to see just some kind of like I don't know who you'd get for because I feel like Richard Matt's been like removed from it for so long. Uh even like Joffrey. Like, I think Joffrey would be a fun one to do. Joffrey may have a commercial already, but Joffrey's been gone for since like season five. I think I don't think he acts anymore. But um Kit Harrington like hates the like all the stuff that came with Game of Thrones. Uh his wife I, I don't think I think she wants whatever is best for Kit Harrington. Uh Egret. Um you can't do Brandon Stark because who wants... To, anyway, I'm done. Uh, Daenerys Targaryen, uh, maybe the Mormon Jorah. I, I don't know. Do something like that, but I'm done. Uh, Drogon's... Uh, I, I don't know. I can talk about Game of Thrones forever. Peace.